Hello, yes, and welcome to another edition of the Rams Writer Podcast, the podcast from the fan for the fans. I'm your host, Simon, aka the Rams Writer. Busy, busy show tonight. Let's get on with it. So, today's show then, we'll be covering Mason Bennett and Tom Lawrence, and obviously their court appeal, uh, well, their court appearance. Uh, we'll go Charlton, preview Charlton game. Uh, you know, we like look at lineups. I did. I ran a couple of polls as well on on Twitter. We'll have a look at them, and also your question and answers. Like I say, I have got absolute loads. Thank you guys. This is this is up. To, this is you, down to you guys. You know, I, I started this podcast because you know there's a lot of podcasts out there for Derby County, which is great. You know, you got Steve Bloomer Pod, absolutely brilliant. You got Derby County Fan TV, absolutely. I love them guys. You know, Pete and Ben, absolutely brilliant with the videos and the blogs of the game, fantastic. Absolutely, you know, they do a, a great job. For me though, I wanted to do a podcast that got you guys involved. You know, so this is why I always say, get your comments, your questions. I'll give you a shout out on the show, you know, because I want you guys to get involved. I want to know your opinions as well, so I can discuss them on, on here. So yeah, no, thank you very much. I will do as well. Another shout out. Um, again, I have got a, a Facebook page, um, Facebook. So just go Facebook and search for Rams Writer. There's a page there and I'll put all my videos and podcasts and uh, my articles and stuff like that on there. So yeah, go 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 over there, follow. Also, yeah, YouTube, like and subscribe. I'm up to 52 subscribers. Ah! Thanks, guys. For those of you who subscribe, those of you who don't, make sure you do. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Subscribe if you want. It's great. So, where do we start? I wonder. Like I said the other day, yeah. So, 15th of October, Tom Lawrence, Mason Bennett appeared in court and were charged with drink driving and leaving the scene of an accident. They both received a 12-month community order, which consists of 108 hours community service, plus a two-year driving ban and £175 in surcharges. Yes. <laughs> if, you, if you got that. So, yeah. Um, they've had their sentence now. You know, they've had, they've had, they've had a two-year ban, two-year driving ban, uh, 108 hours community service, unpaid work, plus all the unpaid work they got to do for the club. So they're going to be working a heck of a lot of unpaid hours at the moment. And they also obviously got fined six weeks wages. So they have been punished. I know if I got fined six weeks wages for my job, then I had to work over 200 hours, I guess, free of charge. I would, you know, it would be hard. Plus not being able to drive for two years. Again, be hard work, very hard work. So they have been punished now. So that leads me on to what happens now? So I put a poll across Twitter, across Facebook, just to sort of get your thoughts on, you know, I think it was, uh, I basically put, so now about the court punishment, are they okay to come back on the side, in your opinion? And my, the main poll I looked at was uh, on uh, on the Facebook group, Derby County for Real Fans. And it's over, that's got quite a few votes on there, go over there, but up to now, it's got about, I think it's about 700 votes or something like that. 71% of you agree, yeah, they should be let, they, they can be back in the squad now. So, you know, 71 against 19. No, that's wrong. 71 against 29, sorry. My bad. Bad maths. Um, so, yeah. A lot of you are ready now to say, okay, yeah, come back into the team. The majority of you, let's say. The majority of you. Obviously, you know, we get 28,000 fans, you know, and it, it would be tough. I know that I think the uh, the, the Daily even the Daily the Derby even Telegraph ran a similar poll and I think the votes again were again more of you said yes than no. So a lot of us are there to you know we're there to back them. You know, I'm gonna back them. 
I, I did a video, I did a podcast, I said what I thought about it all, the whole situation, did I say too much, perhaps, I was a bit angry at the time, maybe I should have assessed the situation, I guess, beforehand, before ranting, but hey-ho, it's done now, but in my eyes, they've, they've, they've had their punishment, you know, they've made a mistake, it was wrong, you know, and, you know, we heard in court as well, you know, how Mason Bennett said he was felt a bit peer pressured into drinking. I get that. I do get that, you know. You know, you're without, you're, you're, you know, sure you've been out of the lads or the ladies or whatever. You've been out of the team or something like that. I know we should get that, you know, especially I used to play rugby. Yes, I was an egg chaser. Um, if your opinion goes down, whatever. I don't care. I used to chase eggs. It was great. I used to love it. Played football and I played rugby. Saturday football, rugby Sunday. Multi-skilled, mate. That's what I was. Uh, <laughs> um, but there was there was, there was was drink involved in rugby and you felt like you had to have a drink. And at times it was hard not to crack under the peer pressure and not to, and say, no, I'm not, I'm not having a drink. You know, so I, I understand where it's coming from. Again, I'm not condoning it. It was wrong. He knows that. We all know that. And then Tom Lawrence is, uh, it was very, it was quite sad to hear actually, to be honest, about Tom Lawrence, you know, because he's struggling with the, with, with the, with the passing of his mum, he is struggling. Um, it's very sad. You know, what is he, 25? You know, you don't expect to lose your parents at that age. So it is, you know, it's, it's a very sad situation. Unfortunately for Tom, alcohol has been his way of coping by, by the sounds of things. And that, that, again, it's very sad to hear. But sometimes, I guess in life, it takes a major event to help change your life. So with with that, obviously, he's had this mistake. Hopefully, he can you know the, he can he can get help or continue to get help because we don't know where he's at at the moment. We don't know where his head is at. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that go off behind closed doors that the fans know nothing about. Okay, and we've got to accept that. That's football. It's the same with with, with, with any club, I suppose. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know about. It, it, case in point, if you go uh, on to uh, Rams TV, I've got a podcast. The first episode was Owen Bradley and and um, Shane Nicholson. Great insider to Nicholson's life that people wouldn't have known anything about. You know, that was a really heartwarming podcast. So there is a lot of stuff that goes on that we don't know about. You know, and and hopefully, um, well, I'm guessing now. This, obviously, this, I'm assuming now that you know the Derby as a club, they'll get the right helping for Tom. I'm not saying they're not giving him help already, but they'll probably give him extra help, extra support because the guy needs it. You know, and so th- this goes on, on on basically. You know, Paul what Paul Watson, how would you go ahead re reintegrating Tom Lawrence and Mason Bennett whilst keeping the fans who are thirsty for blood happy? Well. The majority of the fans are fine with them coming back into the team, Paul. So, Coco said before he needs to be on that pitch. On that pitch, he feels free. On that pitch, there's no thinking about his demons. There's no thinking about his mom, God rest his soul. There's none of that. On that football pitch, he is free. You know, and I think that, 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 that's what that's what Coco's got to do. It's a tough one. It really is, you know, unless you're in that situation, you've got to, you know, you don't know how you're going to handle it or how you'd feel best handling it. You know, he must have spoken to Tom and said, Tom, what's the best way I can, we can help you? I need to be on that pitch, boss. 
I need to be playing. I don't know, you know, like I'm saying, I'm just, this is speculating, just speculating, I, I don't know. You know, and I do feel sad for Tom, it, it, you know, for anybody that, you know, lost a parent, regardless of what age you are, it, it's probably it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah, you know, I've not lost a parent, I've still got both my parents, but I have lost family members that I was really close to that I felt were, you know, were like parents. Or like a parent to me. But, and it killed me. It absolutely broke me. I didn't hit the bottle. No, I, I, you know, I didn't hit the bottle when, you know, when, when, when they died. But I had my moments of, of doing stupid stuff. You know, grief affects people differently, and we just need to understand that. You know, and I get these people that won't forgive him, think they scorn, etc. You know, I get that. You know, that that's you know, you know, I've seen people. Oh, well, I've had this. You know, this drunk driver. I've lost my mom. I've not. Yeah, I know. I get that. I get that as well. We all know this, but grief affects people very differently. You know, so hopefully now Tom gets the support he needs. Hopefully we can give him support on the pitch, because let's let's face it, Tom Lawrence scored against Luton. He did all right as well against Luton, to be honest. I'm not, you know, he was he had a steady game, did the basics right, try, and he was close with a couple of chances um, against Luton. Then obviously he scored the absolute. It was an unbelievable goal. Yes, it was a fluke, but it was, you know, it's gone in, it's a goal and it's helped win us the game. Mason Bennett, on the other hand, he's played for the under-23s. Played against Wolves the other week. Man of the match for me. Absolutely. I don't know if you, if you watched it, I don't know if you, you know, I watched the game and it was, it was, it was, it was, it was prominent in everything that Derby did attacking-wise. You know, he scored a goal himself, could have had a couple more maybe, but it was brilliant and that's great. That's what you want to see. You want to see Mason, and I don't know if the gaffers spoke to him and said, look, Mason, I'm going to put you in on 23, get some minutes on your belt, get yourself fit, prove to me you can be good enough to get back in that first team. I don't know if he said that, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. But that's showing you, Mason was showing us what, what he can do, but that's what he's got to do on a pitch. You know, like I said, sometimes a, a really bad event like this, you can, you know, you, you can spin it and go, well, actually, okay, these, these guys are underperforming before this event. There's this is future. What, what if it, what if they turn around now, uh, and, and you know, we see that we see the player that we know Tom Lawrence can be. We see a, a different player to Mason Bennett. You know, the, the all the good stuff he did last season. We see it more consistently. You know, because you, you might get that because their attitude's changed because it's had to because of what they've done. You you don't know. You know you don't know. So, like I said though, I, I'm not mentioning this anymore. It is done. We need to let it go. It's it's over with now. We can't keep going over and over and over this now because it's you know it's just no need to. The courts have had their say. The club have had their say. The both players have apologised. I know some people are saying what about Richard Keogh? You know he's not said anything, but you know let, let's think about it. He look. I think it was a I think it was Derby Telegraph report that he'd snapped. His MCL and his ACL in his knee, so he's got to have the MCL repaired first, and then he's got to wait for that to heal. Then he's got the ACL repaired. So yeah, that's why the injury is so long. I wouldn't. I, I, he's recovering in a hospital at the moment. I wouldn't. You know, I'm not expecting to hear anything from him yet. I'm sure at some point when he's fit and better, he will say something. But until then, you know, we've got to just get past it. You know, Keo has obviously been a mainstay in our team now for the past what six years, seven years. And now he's not here. At some point, this was going to happen anyway. Probably earlier than he would have liked. 
you know. So it's happened now, though. So we've got to adapt. We've got King. We've got Captain Curtis in there, in his place. You know, I wrote an article. I was wrong about Curtis Davis. I'm glad I was wrong. Um. So yeah, and we just move on, and that's what we're going to do now. International break is over. It's charting away. It is charting away. Hit the valley. Uh tomorrow Saturday. So, Charlton, you know, looking at you know they they were a bit of an outside outsider coming into the league. I suppose coming up obviously promoted last season from League One uh, under Lee Bowyer in the playoffs. So you know, I'm just gonna get their form up because last time I did this I forgot. Um, so you know, they've not had the you know they started off pretty all right and now they've had a bit of you know slip of form. They're probably only you know good win they've had over the last couple of games was against Leeds. Again, that's at the Valley. So home wise this season, then you know they're a mixed bag. They really are a mixed bag, to be honest. Wins, losses. Lost against Swansea, lost against Birmingham again, but beat Leeds, beat Brentford, drew against Forest, so and beat Stoke. So, you know, we don't know what team's gonna come, but I am actually gonna hand this over. Well, I'm not gonna hand it over. Um that plays there, sorry guys, you're on my podcast. You guys on YouTube, that is an A4 piece of paper with all them comments. That is by one person, that is by Tyler Toft. He has got a YouTube channel as well. So a chip. Um this is basically everything I was going to talk about. <laughs> so you've pre- you've pretty much done my my podcast for me, mate. So yeah, cheers for that. But I will go through it. So Tyler asks his first question is obviously your thoughts on Lawrence and Bennett from their punishment. I've just gone over that. I'm not going to go over it again. Um, like I said, it's done with now. We've got the punishments. We move on. We crack on. We play football. This is what it's about. So uh, I don't know if you know, but. Charlton manager Lee Bowyer has been on a three-match touchline ban. That's terrific. We all know that, you know, a team... You know, your manager is constantly at on the touchline or wherever and he's, he's giving you instructions, giving you, you know, decisions to make. He's not there, you know. Lee Bowyer's done a great job at Charlton. You know, he was... We know what sort of player he was. You know, he's a tenacious, horrible player. Always demanding the best, and that's you know he's you know he never st- he weren't scared to get stuck in, and this is what it's like of his team. We might be a bit lucky uh, tomorrow because I think I think Lyle Taylor, who's obviously been a good player, good scorer for them, <coughs> top scorer for them, is out tomorrow. I think I know he was injured before the international break. Whether he's back yet, I've not seen if he's back, but I think uh, Tema Hemed. And oh, there's another. It's on tip of my tongue. There's another blooming uh, player. I think that's right. he played. Oh, he's a Premier League player as well. He was a Premier League player. Uh, let me have a look. Hold on. Uh, that's it, Kyle, as well. I think both of them are back, but I think, but I think, uh, yeah, like I say, two good players there, two good experienced players. Again, another one, you know, another team, you know, I look at the likes of young Conor Gallagher as well in that team. Another good player, another good threat. But, like I say, they've got no Lee Bowyer at the touchline. So, that could work to our advantage, you know. Because it's going to be, you know, obviously he's going to have his coaching staff on the side, you know, what to do. But, having not having your manager at the touchline is like not having your dad when you're a kid and you're playing football. <laughs> 
that's the way I see it sometimes. My dad used to manage me. You know, my dad knew nothing about being a goalkeeper, bless him. But he knew more than I did, apparently. So whatever. Thanks, Dad. But no, you know what I mean. You get, you get what I'm saying, though, don't you? You know, your parents are always there to encourage you. That's what your manager's there. Your manager's there to encourage you to give you decisions to make, to make decisions on the pitch tactically. You know, so you know when things aren't going right, they're the ones that say, right, we need to switch, do this, do that, and do this. So again, it's going to be tough for Charlton. We can make it tough. We're in a good run of form ourselves. Five games unbeaten. Can we get away with though? We've not obviously not won away since Huddersfield away. So. First game of the season. So we can win away. We do like to draw away. Um, we need to get picks some wins now because obviously we drew away against Leeds. We drew away against Barnsley last two away games. We lost against Brentford. So we need to start picking up points on the road. And Charlton's, are, you know, I know they're, they're doing well. They're all right. They're not in a bad position in the table, you know. But we've got to go. We've got to start getting some wins, especially away from home. We see, you know, we've had two home wins on the bounce now. You know, I mean, Charlton are what? There are only three points out of us, you know, so they're there for the taking. You know, we know, you know, as a newly promoted team, they always, you know, a lot of them seem to have that stage of going, they either go off like a train or they start poor, you know, or they get, you know, if they start poor, then they can pick up. But Charlton, for me, started off like a train. I think they were third at one point. But they have started to obviously settle into championship life now and then they're finding out, you know, the, the, the championship's hardly... We know that we're experiencing the championship, so hopefully we can go there and and, and obviously get 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 three points. You know, to make take advantage of Lee Bowie not being there. Next question is which Charlton players could be a threat to us? So obviously, like I said, Lyle Taylor for me would have been one of them, but I don't know. I don't think he's available. Um. Again, Conor Gallagher looks a good player in midfield. Young Conor Gallagher and obviously Tommy Hemmed and uh, even that even um, Ertzuma as well. He was a good player in, in League One. Can you, you know he's a tricky guy. Again, you have got players like Jake Forster, Jake Forster, Kasky as well. Another another guy. You know he played in the Premier League, so they have got some good players. Whether but you know you can we've seen as Derby you can have good players but you're not necessarily a good team. So you can be a good team on paper, but not you know what I mean. Not necessarily a good team on the pitch. We've seen that ourselves. You know, we had some decent players under the likes of Clement, but you know it didn't work out that way. You know, so again, they have got some dangerous, some threats in there. Like I said, I think young Conor Gallagher for me. If Lyle Taylor's not playing, if Lyle Taylor's playing, we've got to keep him quiet. We really have. You know, Curtis Davis has got to. You know, he's got to do a number on him. He's got to use the experience. You know, keep keep Lyle Taylor quiet, you keep the goals away. And obviously set pieces, we know we've got to start defending them better. Um so yeah. Um, obviously international break is done, so fresh start. What has to change going forward? What do you need to do to get to all three points against Charlton? Thank you, Tyler. So yeah, international break is done, all three points. We we've just got to go there and we we've got to play like we have against in parts against Birmingham, in parts against Luton. You know, in parts against Barnsley, you, we've got to scrap. You know, when you play teams like Charlton, teams like Barnsley, teams that come from League One, they've come from a league that, you know, it, it gets underestimated a lot. But it's a tough league, and they scrap and they fight. You know, they want to win every game, and that's what a championships like as well. So we, we've got to be, 
we've got to be on our game. We can't expect this to be a, a walkover because it won't be. No game is. Um, we've got to defend set pieces, crosses, corners. You know, you know. I know. You know. Kaku said he will be working on that during the international break. I hope. I hope he has. I'm sure he has, because we're so vulnerable. It's unreal. It, it is. It's getting to the point now where you're thinking, here we go. Could be a goal here because it's a set piece or a long throw. You know. So we've got to start commanding our box. And I touched on this the other day on a post on Facebook. Um, I think Steve Nicholson. He. Said you know he put an article up about is it Ruse or Hamer? I'm not going to go to the whole debate. That's that's for another show. I think <laughs> could talk phrases on that. But basically, I I, I picked Ruse. You know, the defending set pieces is not always keeper's fault. People said against Barnsley, oh he could have come out for that. Now he could. Well, the ball's eight yards out. It's been whipped in. Okay, look at that again. You've got two players, two defenders in Davis and Bielik, both jumping and got outjumped by, I think, was it? Oh, I can't remember, whoever scored the Barnes goal. Was it Chaplin? I can't remember. Um, but he's been outjumped by both of them. It wasn't Chaplin, it was Harm. That was it. Um, they've been outjumped and there's nothing There's nothing Rouge can do. It, it's, there's no way he's coming out for that ball. You command your six-yard area. That ball was outside the six-yard area. Yes, he has got to do more. He has got to come out. If he's going to punch, he's got to punch it big. Like he did against Birmingham before our third goal. Punched it clear there. Um, but he's got to watch a catch. And he's got to... He, he obviously he has obviously got a confidence issue in catching. Um, but hopefully again, the international break, hopefully worked on that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going off track here. But yeah, so to get the win... We, we, We've got to use the likes of Chris Martin. We've got to get runners in, you know, whether it's Patterson, whether it's Holmes, Shinny, Bielik. You know, we've, we've got to get men. And I think if we if we can if we can get the ball to Martin, get runners in and around him, get him off him, I think we'll be a threat. I don't think the, the, the Charles defence will be able to handle us, to be honest. Because as an attacking force, you know, if, if, if Waggon, again, I don't think Marriott's, I think Marriott's not going to be available according uh, to Cocker's press conference. Um, it's touch and go, I think, on Marriott. So we've got to get we've got to get men forward. We've got to get men in the box. You know, I think I think recently we've been a bit too passive, really. Sort of, you know, passive defensive. You're not getting enough men forward at times. I know we have scored more in the last five games than we have recently, but you know, it, it, I'd like to see us push. I'd like to see us get more numbers in the box. I think you know because we're getting balls wide. You know, we either going wider, but if we're going through the centre, that's great. We're going to Martin, you know, he's dropping deep, he's bringing, you know, getting the midfield around him. So now it's just trying, we've got to get numbers forward, I feel, you know. Even if it, if you've got your two wing-backs forward and you leave Davis and your other centre-back, Clark or whoever, you know, and be a bit deeper, you know, we, we've got men forward then. And I, th- I don't think they'll be able to cope with that because they won't sit back and defend, surely not at home. You know, it's not gonna be like when you come to when teams come to Pride Park and they like to sit in and get all men in. They'll look they'll look to attack us. And so, you know, if we can get on the counter attack and get numbers in the counter attack, I think we'll get an easy three points. Uh look at both teams' forms going into this game and how both sides go into this game. Obviously Charlton coming up from League One this year. What? That don't make sense, mate. I'm not sure what I'm about that. I've already looked at the forms. Going into this game, you know, they've had a couple of wins, a couple of draws. I'll go over the last games if you want. Like I said, I know we've had, um, obviously, two wins and three draws. So, looking back at our last... We'll go from the last international break then, I think. So, obviously, like I said, two wins, two draws. and last... Okay, well, no, we'll, go from, we'll go from the 13th. We're against Cardiff. Five games. So, last five games, um, Derby have had three, three draws, two wins, 
I'll say five undefeated now. Um, Charlton on the other end, three losses, one win and a draw. It's not it's not the best form, but we know how an international break can change things. So it's, be, it's not going to be an easy game. It's really not, you know. Like I say, Derby at the Valley, I think they won three years ago now. Johnny Russell won it from a corner, of all things. We scored from a corner, yes. Um, but before that, we've got draws. Then we got a 2-0 win, 2015. I'm going to buy it now. I want to look at, at the Valley. But we're not bad at them at home, at Pride Park. So yeah, the Valley, at the Valley then... We've uh, won won the last game, lost the game before that 3-2. I think that was a cup game. I'm pretty sure that was a cup game. Pretty sure it was. Um, I'm sure it was a cup game. Well, I've, I've got it in my head it was a cup game. I could be wrong. No, it wasn't. It was the championship. We lost 3-2, 2014. I was at work, actually. And I was listening to it on the radio on my headphones. I can remember going nuts when Jamie Wall got the equaliser. Uh, but then yeah 2013 before that one two 0 and then draws draws with a draw there so yeah it's not like I say it's not it's, we, you know, it's not a, a, a ground we've dominated it's not a ground they've dominated us but like I say any game you can win and you can lose and you can draw any game in the championship so Charlton came up this season and are looking quite good and it took a good few results at home needs especially we have to be up for this yes we do I've mentioned that I said before you know they are looking alright um, I think the you know the form at the start of the season it was better than it is now to be honest. Like I said, I think the championship's catching up with us. Apart from that win against Leeds, you know I think the thing is that we 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 saw against Leeds ourselves they battered us. Leeds battered us at, at obviously Ellen Road, you know for seventy eighty minutes. We what well, they, they they couldn't put the ball in there. And it was the same again with Charlton. They they couldn't put the ball in there. They battered Charlton for ninety minutes, ninety minutes, and I think it was a late it was a late winner. From Charlton, I think it was, was it an own goal or something like that? it was. It was a soft goal. I remember that. No, I'm lying. It wasn't. That was a different game. But whatever, Charlton won. They beat Leeds, you know. But it is. But like I say they they did well against Fulham. Not going to lie, you know. Fulham again, another team that you think you feel they're going to be challenging this year. Um, they do look good, but obviously they're still defensive weakness. But Charlton went took the lead at you know. Um, that was at Craven Cottage. They took the lead twice and and blew it twice. So they do lead goals. They can score goals. Again, I just like I say, I think it's gonna be a tight game. I'm going for a derby win, but I'm going for something like a I don't know like a two one win perhaps. You know, I just I just I just feel it's gonna be a tight game, very tight. Obviously, we were linked with their manager before Cocky. Maybe discuss that. Yeah, we were linked, but. I don't think there's no, I don't think there was nothing hard in it to be honest. Like we were linked with a thousand managers. We always are. It's, I don't need to really discuss that to be honest. You know, not nobody. No, I don't think barely anybody in the fan base wanted Lee Bowdy to come to Derby be a manager. Obviously, I know he had because he, he had issues here where he wanted to get he wanted paying more at Charlton, so he terminated or he didn't renew his contract, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, renew his contract. So whether whether Derby approached him, I don't know. I don't think it would have been a good move for the club if they did, you know. So I don't know why I'm trying that. And then finally, set pieces was an issue before the international. Was obviously where most goals conceded came from. How can we change this in the trial game? Well, that's something we've had to work on and training. Surely, 
We've surely had the cockers had to have worked on that in training, um, with the with the lads. So, it's it, it's, it, it you know it's what it's what it is. He's you know, it's a defensive thing. Set pieces is some it's a defensive unit. It's, it's about your back four, and your goalkeeper. You know your goalkeeper is always the last line of defence. It's not always up to the keeper to come claim crosses. And you've got to look at Shea Given. Shea Given was never one for bossing his area, despite what people think. He wasn't. You know, he's about six foot tall. He was small for a goalkeeper. You know, he was a good shot stopper, which we can see in Ruse. Very good shot stopper. So, for me, he's got to just, you know... We've got to, you know, Davis and whoever is the other centre-back has got to boss that penalty area. You know, six-yard area, that's Ruse's all day. And if Ruse is there with an opportunity to catch, he has got to catch it. You know, if you're looking at, you know, say if we're 2-1 up, for example, and we've got three minutes left or something daft like that, they've got a corner, come out, and it comes in, come out, catch that ball, relieve the pressure. Lie on the floor with it in your arms. Just relieve that pressure. That's all you need to do. So, yeah, it's, it's got to be something we've got to work on in training. You know, I'd like us to score more as well. It's a mindset thing. I've gone over. I've said this before. It's a mindset thing. You know, you've got to want to head that ball clear. You've got just as if you've got to want to head that ball more. You know, attacking wise to score. It's just a mindset thing. So thank you for that, um, Tyler. Yeah, I don't really know what more I can say. I think we've pretty much covered everything regarding the Charlton game. So one thing we haven't covered is the lineup. So I put my lineups on Twitter and on Facebook. Just to see what you guys saw. So I, I went with similar to what we went with um, against Luton. So, losing goal. But I've gone with low left back. And I've gone uh, Davis and Clark in as uh, centre backs. I've gone then, obviously, Bogle, who is back. I know there was a few scares over the international break with Bogle and Bielik, uh, but both of them are fit. Should be, should be fit enough to play on uh, Saturday. So yeah, Bogle at Bogle at right back. Your two holders again. If we're playing this four two three one, again it, it can shift into a four three three with Shinny getting more forward. But it's going to be Bielik and Shinny as the two holders. I've then got Lawrence on the left. I've gone Patson in the middle and Holmes on the right and Martin up top. That's my eleven. I've gone with some of you agree with me, some of you haven't. So I'm going to go through some of your comments now. You know, and what and, and what you said basically. Um, so Harry Morgan Facebook so I'm going to go through Facebook first so Harry Morgan's gone Heyman goal Patterson wide home central so similar but obviously he's brought in Heyman instead instead of Ruse okay um, Rob Smart's obviously agreed he's agreed with me but we changed to Heyman and then I'm not, I'm not quite sure who's uh, written this but I've got one here. Ruse in goal. Low Clark, Davis, Bogle, back four. Bielik and Holmes in midfield. Right, okay. Yeah, so Bielik, he's got Bielik as like a central defensive midfielder. He's then got Holmes just ahead of him. Patterson on the left. Waggle on the right. Marriott up top. Martin just behind Marriott. That would, okay, but Marriott won't be fit. So, you know, but it's not bad. It's a good shot. I like that. It's not bad. <clears throat> Martin Cluley. Hamer, Bogle, Davis, Bielik, Lowe, Shinny, Holmes, Patterson, Waggon, Martin and Lawrence. So Waggon then basically has come into that one. So he's gone 4-3-3. Three, three. So he's, he's put Bielik at centre-back instead of Clark. Okay. Shinny is your holder. Holmes and Patterson, your two midfielders. 
And you threw it top mine while we're up the nice. Lee Cresswell, Ruzat Hamer in. Howard Boss. Similar but with Patterson out wide and Lawrence Central working around Martin. I feel like that is wasted out wide. That's a, that's a great shout, you know. Yeah, I do think we see the best of Tom when he's in a more central role. But we need wingers. We ain't really got them. Um, Derek Bell. Has Mary got... Oh, I don't even read that out. Swap Holmes with Par- oh, Swap Holmes with... Okay, I will read it out, sorry. Has Marriott really got an injury or are we being told lies by the management? No, he's got an injury. He's got a groin strain. This isn't Lampard. You know, again, we're listening to rumours. We don't know. You know, everyone gets, oh, he's caught in the golf club oh, when he was ill. You know, when he was ill. You don't know that. You know? There's, there's obviously a reason why Lampard left him out, but that's his decision. We all thought he should have played, but let's, let's, let's be straight here. He did have a purple patch and then he faded off and didn't score for a while. So... We know what Lampard was like. If he didn't perform, he didn't get his spot. He chopped and changed all the time. But he's currently injured. Uh, Ian Hayes, swap Holmes with Patterson or Lawrence with Patterson? All oh, right, okay, so you'd have um, Holmes in the middle or Lawrence in the middle. That's a great shout. Uh, Neil Turner, what about Jack? Injured. David Needham, I'd go with your selection. Thank you, David. Joe, Joe Allen, don't you play for Stoke? <laughs> Uh, swap Lawrence or Waggy in my opinion so you want me to drop Lawrence put Waggy on in okay uh, Jamie Rowland might injured again Tom Smith this line is what I would have Yozuzu nowhere near the team for me okay Rob Clark yes agree when Wayne's here swap him for Patterson again yeah that's January and so this is just for t- Uncharted's game but no yeah th- that is going to be an interesting talking point where does Wayne really fit in um, Barbara Freestone swap Lawrence for Marriott I would Barbara, but Marriott's injured. Lynn Dawson, keep Lawrence on the bench. Okay. Looks a solid team that Dave, Hol- uh, Dave Holroyd. Uh, Lee, wait, I'll go with yours as well. Thank you, Lee. Chris Cheatham looks good on paper. Carl Eppington, Melody. No Marriott or Wagon. Far too good to leave out again. It was a tough choice with Wagon. Um, I just think uh, I don't know if him and Martin are too much of a similar player it might work you know it's a good shout though but you've got to look at it though you've either got Holmes coming off the bench or you've got Wagon coming off the bench both two good players two decent players that can cause a good threat I just thought Holmes has looked good with his pace and he's just looking like he's improving every game um, Sean Carpenter too negative at home sorry Sean but we're <laughs> Ryan Burton is a, he said to him yeah we're we're away Saturday Lee Creswell out of Ruse, in with Hamer Ray DCFD Dudley what about Waggon Tom Byrne would swap Holmes and Patterson around but otherwise I agree Andy Buckley-Taylor Waggy has to start for me Chris Anton, strange how nobody ever puts Jozo's in on any of, our, any of these lines, unlike that Dutch bloke on Saturday. Yes, but if you listen to... There's obviously a reason why he's picking him. Again, it's another... It, I, I might actually do a podcast, actually, on the Rosenheim debate and the Jozo's because I could talk about that for quite a bit, and I will actually do that. Um, Stuart Woodins, a change of uh, shape here, I like it. Hamer, Bogle, Clark, Davis, Lowe. Holmes, Bielik, Shinny Patterson, Marriott and Martin. Best system for players we have. Better balanced as well. 4-4-2. Huh? Nice, I like it. Again, it's, we could. Again, it, you know, I think it's a great shout. 
and then yeah Daniel McDougall think Manchester Stoke's fitness hard to leave Martin out when he scored it is it is hard to leave him out um, James Hall on Facebook great lineup. George Stevenson room for Lawrence but not for Marriott again we've gone over this Jake Barker oh, Jake Barker because Lawrence plays out wide and Marriott can only play up front that's like saying there's room for Curtis Davis when I just said that okay I get your point uh, <laughs> Matthew Maidment I'd have Marriott and Waggon instead of Lawrence and Holmes and then Jake Keegan I'd have that defence and CDMs but I would rather pass on the left with either Marriott or Waggon for Lawrence again someone don't want Lawrence in the team okay um, Jordan Cook still play Marriott out wide really he can't play Marriott out wide he's not a winger uh, Dave Griffiths Marriott in front of Lawrence all day Brian Clark, Wagon and Marriott instead of Lawrence and Patterson. Again, Marriott not available. Nick Murray, Marriott can't play out wide. He's an old-fashioned poacher but needs a strike partner. He's a waste of time on his own up front. Agree. He does need someone to play off. Definitely. So he could, like, like I say, he could play you know, with Martin. Definitely can play with Martin. Yeah, I think he'd suit it. I don't get why now. We had Vidra, and again, number 10, needed to play off a striker. And um, it, it just didn't happen for him when he first came here under Pearson and then McLaren. You know, McLaren could see was you know he wasn't you know he was he wasn't someone that could play up top on his own. Gary Rowe, on the other hand, saw he could play with Nugent scored, but you know top he was top goal scorer, wasn't he? So again, Marriott does need someone I agree with to play up front with him. Um, Basil Parker, Malone for low every time, Patterson for Holmes, and Marriott behind Martin. Philip Brandon, why is Marriott died? Hardly played for ages. What's going on? He's, he's got a groin strain, Philip. Sam Sanson, Shinny has left for it to maybe switch a beer. Yeah, I, I just banged him in, mate. I, I won't go left or right. But yeah, I see your point. That's fine, mate. Uh, Mark Wilkinson, with what's available, it's pretty decent. And Stephen Williams, where is Marriott? Last one. Uh, Pete Cousins, Waggon and Marriott, but you've not told me for who. Jim Donnelly, given that Marriott is not fit yet, I think this is a good lineup. Time will tell. Ian Cluer, looks good, except I swap Hayman for Ruse. Waggon and Marriott, surely. That is from Simon Headley. And to be honest, looking at oh no, this is still this is still Facebook. Yeah, another another team I've been uh, oh no sorry Paul Smith says Malone for low. And then Neil Turner, what about Jack David Needham? I got your selection. Swap runs and regular opinion. Oh, hang about I've read that one. Sorry guys, I'm repeating myself. Moving on to Twitter then. Nav Sidhu, you've got the right you've got the team spot on for me in their positions. Wouldn't be surprised if Flojo starts had Lawrence on left wing. Tony Lafranchi. Oh what a name. I like that Tony. Agree with this lineup except I'd swap Lawrence for Hornwag. <laughs> I like Hornwag. <laughs> I like that mate. That is generally what it put, I'm not lying. Um Stephen three eight seven two eight four five three. That's a nice lineup, thank you. Andrew Down on Twitter. Four three three. Ruse. Boggle, Boggle, I like it. Clark, Davis and Lowe. Belix, Shinny, Holmes, Waggy, Martin and Patterson. Oh, okay. Again, I would, you know, I'd like us to see a switch to a 4-3-3. Go a bit more attacking. Um, and Bad Ram, DCFC. He came with a good point. Unfortunately, I think he'll drop Belix back into CB if there's any doubts over his fitness. And is it me or whenever he plays, he seems to have a calf strapped up as he nursing an ongoing injury? He does have his cough. He has, I think, is it kinesiology tape? So it's like a tape that it helps with relieve pressure and swelling and stuff like that. So yeah, I can't see him putting him back into centre back when we haven't got Huddleston. 
Uh, Mike Brody on Twitter. Not a bad shout. Might have Waggon instead of Lawrence. Okay. Uh, five guys. Go follow them. Five guys. Bogle, Davis, Clark, Lowe, Shinny, Bielik, Patterson, Lawrence, Martin. I can't remember. You've not put a goalie. But I've, I have I have obviously follow you on Twitter. I've seen you, you're not the biggest fan of Rue. So I'm taking you put Hamer. <laughs> and David Carrere Martins can't really make any changes to your predict 11 looks spot to me Ryan Sharp swap Holmes and Pato so you obviously want Pato in the uh, out wide and Holmes in the middle okay how can you not play Wagon best player for me so far for this season in my opinion that's great again like I say mate, if you, it's just an opinion but no okay I, I just I just feel Holmes can be a bit more of a threat of his pace you've got you know and he's, you know, his final ball. He needs to work on his finishing, granted. But you've got, like I say, look, you've got to look at his way. You, you can either have Holmes going off the bench or Waggon. So either way, you're in some win-win in my situation. Uh, Waggon for Lawrence, only change I'll make to that if Marriott's still not fit. <laughs> and then Ben, Jimin, JJ03, Ruse, reluctantly, in brackets. Wisdom, Davis, Bogle, Shinny Bielik, Pato, Waggy, Lawrence and Martin. 4-2-3-1, Waggy just behind Martin. Okay, so you've moved Waggy more central. Okay, I like it. Uh, is Lawrence going to be played given the... Oh, Richard Swindles. Is Lawrence going to play given the alcohol issues? His head must be everywhere. Best to get his head straight and come back. Raring to go. So, as I've discussed with uh, with Lawrence... I think that you know. I think this is the best way for him is just to get back playing again. You know, Coco's aware of it. You know, he's, he before before the court case, and he still picked him. So, you know, I saw your reply on Twitter. Obviously, he said I I don't doubt Coco one bit. Sure, if he thought the lad was affected, he'd have sent him home. Tom Lawrence is good when he turns up. Hope he comes good. Don't like seeing wasted talent. Exactly, we don't, and that's what's frustrating about Tom because we know he's a top player. You know, but obviously this is you know affected him. So, I'm ho- you know I hope hope this can can help him move forward and move on, and be that player that we know he can be. So just again on the teams and Pat Udell, yeah, it sounds good to me. That's my team. We're on about Range, wisdom for Clark. Wow, I like it. But mixing it up a bit, like it a lot, like it a lot. Um, I'll go back to that in a minute. So Jack Brown then. Seems to find some alone at the moment, left back, and in fairness, he's not done a lot wrong to get dropped. And then he's also put, also, really like it, really like that as a front three, but Waggy must get in ahead. So, thank you guys for that. That was uh, obviously, I know there was a lot there. A lot of you guys did comment then on that team. So, uh, no, I really, really, really do appreciate that, guys. Um, you know. Uh, absolutely, I was absolutely blown away of how many how many of you guys commented on that. You know, like I said, I've got so many bits of paper that you know I've written on and and whatnot. I think I've even I've even lost some. There there were some questions on Twitter. I'll see if I I'll see if I can find them. I will read them out. So that was my team. That that was my team. So obviously you you guys have let me know your thoughts. A lot of you want Wagon in. Um, I will go back to Rand's what he said about wisdom and for Clark. Wisdom is now back fit. I do feel, yes, he can play centre-back. And I think it will suit him better than right-back. We saw under Rowett, you know, he wasn't the same right-back that we saw under McLaren, making forward runs, etc. But the guy's a beast. 
And I think him and Davis and centre-back pairing could work. So that's a great shout, range. But he needs to get his fitness first. He needs to get some match fitness. But we've seen him do it with Bielik, where he's put Bielik in centre-back to get some minutes under his under his belt. So could it be possible that, you know, Wisdom goes back to centre-back? I think he, he said in an interview he, he prefers playing centre-back. But he's got a bit of pace as well. You know, so I think, again, we saw last season with Kieran Tomori. Tomori had, 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 well, had a lot of pace, Jesus. Um, but I think, you know, having Wisdom in there as well could could well help. It really could. So that's a great shout, Range. I'd, I'd be interested to see him do that, in fairness. It's an absolute top shout, that is. So I will go on to your questions. I'll start off on Twitter. Anthony Clark says, Time to draw a line of the whole situation now and move forward as a collective fan base. Need to get behind Ruse, Malone, Flojo, etc. as well as Lawrence and Bennett. If Koku pushes faith, then we need, they need our support. Great. Absolutely fantastic shout, Anthony Clark. Give me a high five. Absolutely love that. Love the positivity, mate. You're damn right. We do need to get behind these players. We don't need to give ironic cheers when Ruse catches a ball. We don't need to give ironic cheers when Flojo puts a ball in and finds the back you know finds someone's head we need to get behind these guys you know the, the, I don't know if you guys saw it but the, the Derby County did a, like a little video you know they asked a few players a, like a couple of questions who's the you know I think who's the grumpiest and who's got the worst dress and who's the most skillful was one of them and every single player said Yozuzunas so he's obviously a decent player he's just not got the confidence to do it on a pitch because if he does, then we'll go, oh, it's rubbish, you know, and give him stick. So, but again, it's a two-way street because he's, he, he can't just be us not, you know, at the end of the day, it's what you do as a fan, isn't it? You know, I, I try not to, you know, sometimes it, it does take a lot for me to go, but I've seen other people that go like that instantly. As soon as one, one mistake's made, bang, that's it, straight on the back. You know, but that's 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 football. That's people. That's the way we are. That's who we are. We've all got different personalities. But no, really like that comment there, Auntie. Yes, we do need to get behind them. Um, Will McKenzie wants to know: Is there an American, a Derby County fan, like a Derby County sort of supporters group in America? Anybody know? If you know, comment on when I post this up on Twitter or whatever. Comment to me and let me know if there is. Um. Because if not, he wants to start one. You know, apparently there must be quite a few fans in America. The guy wants to collect shirts as well. So if you know of anybody selling any shirts, match worn shirts, whatever, uh, go a message W McKenzie seventy one on Twitter. Uh, he will really appreciate it. My guy Philip Cockus, Kieran Stokes. Do you think Tom should take a break from football to get his head straight? Obviously, an odd thing to speculate about as his escape may be on the pitch. However, from the court case, it seems to be an alcohol problem at the moment, fortunately. <sighs> yeah. I, 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 uh, we don't know what's going off behind the scenes, what help he's getting. You know, sure is obviously talking to someone or getting some sort of help, some rehabilitation of some sort. He says he wants to stay, carry on playing. If that helps him, that helps him, you know. And if it helps him, he's not being a hindrance to the team, then yeah, we've got to let him carry on playing. Because obviously dropping it, you know, if, if, he, if he was playing badly and wasn't contributing, which he has been in the last couple of games, I'm not, you know, before and yeah, Huddersfield, he was, you know, he, he was, 
It's 90 minutes of genius from Tom Lawrence. But since then, we've failed to see that. You know? So, we need to see that Tom Lawrence again. And he's, you know, we, we're seeing it in, in a lot, you know, in, in more consistently. And like I say, he just needs to get back to doing the basics right. Do the basics right, get involved, get, you know, track back. Happy days. You know? Score some goals. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop him at the moment. If he, if it came to a point where he really was, you know, bringing us down and making mistakes, costing us games, then yeah, let's say right, come on, Tom, we need to take a break. But not now, no. Uh, again, Kieran, more football-related opinion on the mass cocky out hysteria, especially considering we we're only two points worse off than last season under Lord Lampard, even though the club has imploded recently. Also, what's your choice of beer when we get promoted under Koku? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I get what you're saying. Yeah, there are, there was there has been a lot of cock you out. No, he you know, he he's a different manager to Lampard. He's you know, he's not he's a lot calmer, a lot cooler. You know, he's not is is in your face as Lampard well, not in your face, but he's not as you know jumpy as, as Lampard was. But like Karen says, we're two points. You're only two you're only two points worse off. We've lost less games. I did have the stats for this. I should have kept it. Um, we've lost less games. We've, we've, but we've, you know, we've won less as well. But we've drawn more. You know, under Lampard, we, we didn't draw. We threw it and we lost. Under Koku, we seem to be managing draws. So, one, that could be, yeah, we're not finishing games. If you look at Barnsley, you know, there you go. Case in point. We beat Barnsley. We are, you know, we're exactly where we were under Lampard. So, you know, then penalty misses that we had were well ahead of where we were under Lampard. So it swings and roundabouts. There, there should be no cocko out, you know, steer at the moment at all. Give the guy a break. Seriously. We've had a poor, we had a poor pre-season. New manager coming in right at the start. You know, it's going to take time. You know, and he's got to adapt the players to the way he wants to play. He probably hasn't brought in many players that he would necessarily want to do because obviously you can't leave transfers that late, you know. So there's a list as well that he had of players and, you know, he's he's not probably got the players at the top of the list. You know, he brought in, you know, I don't think he was part of the Kieran Dow. I don't think that was his choice. It may have been, may not have been. But he's not lived up to what we expected him to live up to. You know, so there's a lot. There's a lot of different things. You know, you look at Lampard. Lampard, you got to look at the players that have left. Mount, Tamori, Wilson, all gone. You know, key figures in Lampard. I look at Nugent, Joe Ledley. He was, you know, for the first half of the season, in in the team. Bryson, Johnson. Now Keo, he's out. Obviously, massive losses. Big, big losses. You know. So. He's lost a lot of players that we had last season. Yet we're still only two points worse off. So, not all doom and gloom, is it really? Uh, and what's my choice of beer when we get promoted? <sighs> yeah, I don't drink. <laughs> so, I won't be having a beer. I don't know what I'll be having. Uh, I, I don't... I don't I, I don't drink. I'm, I might be weird to some people. I just don't... I don't drink. I've not had I've not had a, I've not had a problem with drinking you know or anything like that. I used to have I've just never been a big drinker, you know. So my family brought up my family were never big drinkers. Maybe on a Saturday night or something like that. They, you know, but I've I've got two young kids at the moment, so I just you know I I don't I don't risk getting drunk just in case something happens to them. So 
I'll have to stick to a Coke, maybe. I might treat myself, you never know. I might have a Shandy. I'll have a Shandy. If I do have a beer, though, it's going to have to be a Peroni, I think. It's my Italian blood in me, that's what it is. And then finally, Bernard Paulson, Footy Bernard. A lot of people might know this guy on Twitter. He's a bit of a you know pessimist when it comes to Derby County. But I will answer your your answer your comment, mate. His comment was, "What kind of hair product do you use?" Well, as you can see, mate, I am totally bald. If you want to get this bold look with a nice shiny head, here's my here's what I do, mate. I get you know I can go in the bath, get my head nice and wet, right? Then I get some Audi. Sensitive skin foam, put it on my head. I then have Gillette Fusion 5 razors and I shave. <laughs> Done all that, doing my face as well. And then after that, a bit of Nivea for men. Boom, slosh it on. Or oh, jobs are good and That's it, mate. I don't care, but, you know, I've said to you, you know, I, you know, I'm open to attack, I guess, saying, oh, you know, I'll read every comment. Ah, and I do, there's my proof. Even if it's stuff like that, I'll read it out. But you feel fine to, to try and humiliate people. It's fine, Bernard. Don't worry about it. But hey-ho. The last comment then from Twitter is, Mark Coote, I feel Bennett should move on. Oh, I feel Bennett should move on. Not because of the incident, but because his career has stagnated at Derby. He would do much better somewhere else. Lawrence need help. He's a broken man. I know. Drinking problems at... <laughs> Yeah, drinking problems after death of his mother will not go away without help and support. No. You're quite right, mate, Mark. I, the thing about Lawrence... Yeah, I'll, I'll go to... Yeah, Lawrence... I've, I've spoke about Lawrence, but Bennett should move away. Okay. The problem with Bennett is he's been here since he was 15. He's been here eight years, nine years, eight years, nine years, something like that. He's been here a long time. And it's only recently he's been getting in around the first team. And I think that's the problem. When you come in as a 15-year-old, you saw it with like, I'll go to, no, look at the likes of Wayne Rooney and Mark Lowen, all making their debuts, you know, 16, 17, 18, all being first team, <coughs> first team regulars. You look at Chelsea now, you know, look at the likes of, you know, Jay, uh, you know Callum Hudson-Odoi, he's getting to the first team. Phil Foden, another one. Man City, starting to maybe start to get appearances now. Mason Bennett's 23. Not made of many appearances. Most of his appearances have come off the bench. He's been plagued with injuries. He's been sent out on loan after loan after loan. He's still here. So the managers must fancy him. They must see something in him. You know, he does possess speed, strength. You know, but it's the finer points that need to weaken. And I think Koku sees him as a project. Probably sees him as this, this guy, right? He needs to sort of kick on from here but obviously you've got offered a new contract this season didn't he so he's here for another couple of years but I get what you're saying about his career possibly stagnating maybe it does need refreshing I think like I say I think maybe it's comfortable here but again you don't know the situation the, the drink situation that we've, we've had you know it's it, it could change him it really could but we don't know so lastly I will go on to the polls So, I'll just have a look. Yeah. So, this came from... I saw an article on sportsanalog.com. Saw it on Facebook. And it basically said, 
why three reasons why Derby should get go back for Matai Vidra in January. We can't. We've got to get him. You know, he's probably going to be available. More than likely, he's not getting at Berlin. So I thought I'd put up a poll. Should we get try and get uh, Vidra back in January? This is the closest poll I've ever run. So if you can see that YouTube is on the camera, probably not. But it says 51% of you said yes, we should. And then 49% of you said no. I'm in the no category. We don't need him. We've got someone called Wayne Rooney coming in in January. We've got Chris Martin, who's on, t- who's on form at the moment. We've got Martin Waggon. We've got Jack Marriott. We've got Wayne Rooney in January. That's four. Four strikers or four centre forwards. So four people play up top. We don't need Mate Vidra, in my opinion. Granted, yeah, he was a good player for us. Got, you know, like I say, golden boot winner. Um, but we don't we don't need to bring him back really. I don't think. I can't. You know, it it, it wouldn't be on a permanent either. It'd be on a loan. So, how many loanies we're we gonna get? Because that's that'd be five. So no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Me personally, I wouldn't get him. And a lot of you, I think. Um, Yeah, Aussie end. So, Aussie end on Twitter. Barring a major of injuries, we should have enough up front. Similar type to Shinny to play alongside him would be good. So, similar type of player to Shinny, that's what we need. Um, although, Holmes and Pat would probably cover that. I hate to say it, but keeper is our current big issue. I get that with the keeper being the biggest issue. I know what you're saying, but I can't see us going for another keeper when we've just brought another keeper. Well, obviously, learned another keeper. Unless we send Hamer back and go for someone that's probably like, going to be more like a number one. Maybe like Joe Hart, something like that, if we can get him on loan. Because, he, again, he's not getting around the squad at the moment. Uh, ML Chubbs he wouldn't fit would love him but no okay I get. he wouldn't fit I don't think he would you know he he may do but then you're pushing the likes of Jack Marriott out because them pair the same sort of player again poachers just want, just want to finish goals uh, Andy Dad why <laughs> that was, like I said it was just an article I read and then Stan Schmelt 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 sorry Stan I don't know how to say your name Stan Schmelt don't we have a fella called Rooney in January? That is precisely my point. We do, yes. And then, the last poll I did. You can't beat a good Twitter poll. Uh, sorry with the paper guys on the podcast. So, how many points... I, I basically asked then. This now is uh, obviously our next five games up to the next international break. Starts with Charlton, ends with Forest. I look at it and, you know, it's not a bad... It's not a bad run of games. So... I put how many points do you think we can pick up from the next five games? The games are Charlton away, Wigan at home, Holloway, uh, sorry, no, oh, stuff it. Charlton, Wigan, Hull, Borough, and Forest. So I put Norwich 6, 6 to 9, 9 to 15. 8% said Norwich 6. You pessimistic bunch, how dare you? 6 to 0, 0 to 6. Come on. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, 49% of you which won it with 6 to 9 points and then 43% 9 to 15 so a lot of optimism out there obviously yeah, a lot of you saying 6 to 9 points you look at the games you look at Charlton Wigan Hull probably possibly get 9 points from then I could see us getting something out of Borough because at the moment they're struggling they're not they're not the team they have been over the last few years Forest is a big game I'll just go through a couple of comments on that, actually. Um, Ryan, I'd be happy with three points from that. Wigan, Hull and Borough, all very good chances to pick up three points. Yeah, definitely. Charlton, again, another one. I think we can get three points from there. 
Three win, uh, MJ, three wins, two draws if I'm being optimistic. M, uh, MLB Chubbs, be happy with 11, prefer 12 to 15, obviously. So that's, is that three wins and, and two draws? That we hope before. Uh, and then MJR probably sums it up. I'd be happy with three as long as they're, they're all against Forrest. Yeah, definitely. Why not, eh? I've now gone through all that paper, um, all your comments, all your questions, everything. Guys, you have been amazing. Thank you so much for your contributions. Absolutely unreal. Um, Like I said, this is why I did this, you know. This is your chance for me to, you know, for me, the fan, to speak for the fans. That's why I read out every comment. Even Even if I don't agree with it, I'll still read it out because obviously, you know, like I said, you know, we're the club isn't wouldn't be the club without us guys, the fans. So really, really appreciate your contributions that you give, all your comments. I was going to tag every single one of you in the posts, but I might struggle. So, as usual, guys, I'm going to leave it there. Um, <laughs> rally and cry for tomorrow, I guess. We're going to go there and get three points. Simple as. You know, this is this is a chance now. This is this is where we've had an international break. You know, we finished with a win. Let's start with a win. It's going to be a tough game, but we've got the quality on the pitch. We are finding a, a, a nice, a decent eleven now that can challenge. And we just got to go there, work hard. When our when our, when you know when our tackles, we've got to be strong at set pieces, both attacking and defensive set pieces. And we've got to go there and believe we can win. Get the three points. Come home. Happy days. Wigan on Wednesday. Another three points. So, yeah. Anyway, guys, as always, thank you so much for, for listening on the podcast. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube. Uh, if you've not liked and subscribed, feel free. Be my guest. Really appreciate that as well. But, no, really enjoyed the show, guys. Hope you did too. Hope we get a win tomorrow. I'll see you next time. I've been the Rams writer. Come on, Darby!